What is up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds failed to show up against Louisville, and we're going to talk about what that means moving forward. Let's go. Is is that our first downtrodden let's go of the season? I, I think even the last time we lost Maybe. games, you were like still like giving it your, you know, good old college yeah. track. <laughs> well, okay, so yeah, last time the last show we had was after we lost against Vegas. And I think I was very excited to try the like fall off screen while I say let's go because I feel <laughs> awkward saying it while facing everybody and then even that didn't work because I had to go like back and forth because I kept clicking the thing to play and it wouldn't play and this time it played um, maybe you were just really excited because you were about ready to go to Disney <laughs> what a segue he's a what a segue <laughs> hey Josh guess what we did last week what'd you do we didn't go to Disney what <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well so, uh, so literally two days before we were supposed to leave, my wife started to feel sick oh, no. and we were like, Oh, it's just like the flu or it's some, it's no big deal. So this was Wednesday night. We were leaving Saturday, like literally our flight left Saturday morning at 6am and Wednesday night we get a phone call that a family member that we were in contact with oh. over Easter had COVID Oh. So, Susan took a COVID test, came back positive. So, Thursday morning turned into this, like, scramble of, like, what do we do? Because I was like, if she has it, I almost certainly have it. And the boys most certainly have it. So, there was a whole lot of conversation <laughs> amongst all the family members. And ultimately, uh, the family decided to pull the plug on the trip. And none of us went. Um, at the time, we were like, was it the right decision? Like, we could have worn a mask. It could have been okay on the plane. You know, we would have worn a mask. Everything. But honestly, Susan felt like garbage all weekend. And then Ollie got it Saturday and felt like crap. Ben and M's got it Sunday and felt like crap through Monday. I had symptoms from Friday through yesterday, but didn't test positive until last Wednesday. So like literally yesterday was the first day that I felt normal, like, okay. in like a week and a half and I still have this cough and I still have like this nagging thing, but, um, yeah, we did not go to Disney. So, um, <laughs> good time. So you guys didn't go to Disney. Uh, Kevin, did you guys sneak into Disney without telling them? <laughs> no, that would have been a good, uh, ruse though. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. no, we didn't. I ended up, I, 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 I did one of those half and half things where like, I already, you know, told everyone at work, Hey, I'm out. Like, don't oh, yeah. put the, put the automatic stuff on my email. And I was like, well, like I can work like half of the time and just not tell anyone I'm working. <laughs> and so, and I was like, I let like the one person I needed to know, I was like, Hey, don't tell anyone. Like, you know, <laughs> I want to keep my, my calendar like free of meetings, but, uh, I'll be working on these three days. And she's like, 
got it. So uh, that was, that was, but uh, yeah, I, I still got to take off some time, which was which was nice. But I'm just imagining like an episode of like Seinfeld where like you you tell everyone at work you're going to Disney still because you want to have the time <laughs> off, but you have to pretend like you're at Disney now. So now you're doing stuff like tweeting stuff about Disney, sending them pictures with you photoshopped in the Magic Kingdom That's in the so- background. Yeah, and like it so just much escalates and escalates and escalates until finally you're like the boss is also at Disney. He wants to meet up to talk about promotion. <laughs> <laughs> this is a complete episode of Seinfeld. I can picture in my mind happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's very yeah. Costanza. Yeah, that's great. So you take a flight out last minute, <laughs> <laughs> and then I get COVID on the flight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, even when it went down, we were like, okay, so like we're not gonna get on a plane, but we had even like half talked about like, well, Kev, you guys are off. Like maybe we'll drive down and get a place in the Smokies for the week. And then just like literally we all just kept feeling like crap. So we we're like, well, we'll just wait a day. We'll just wait a day. We'll just wait. And the next thing we know, it was like yesterday. And it was like, well, not doing that. So now we are supposed to go down to Asheville, which is in the Smokies. Uh, like the third week in June as sort of like the consolation trip. So we'll, we'll get together with everybody then spend some time in the Smokies and hang out. Um, Asheville, but, just as good as Disney. That's their tagline. That's right. I mean, it's <laughs> that look, honestly, we, we had a lot of conversations about it. And like, what's interesting is with, there was a lot of like, well, what's the one thing you'd be really upset if you missed. And like, you know, my family, Kevin's crew, like we, kept having a hard time coming up with something because we just like want to go away and hang out together. So like, it doesn't really matter where we go. So we were like, if that's the case, like why are we dropping so much money on Disney? Instead, we can just get like a big house in Asheville and like go hiking and horseback riding and like do cool stuff like that. And it'll be fine. So, um, so that's, that's the plan for now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I felt a little bit bad. I think when the news went down, Kevin was like, "I'm not doing a show on Monday," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doing a show on Monday either. We're we're gonna we're gonna skip it." I didn't feel like watching the game. Um, it was great that the Hounds beat Atlanta for nothing. Um, yeah, you know, I do want to talk about that in a minute, but I will say, be careful out there because two weeks ago when I went to order some tests, they were like everywhere. I tried to order more tests last week, couldn't find them. And my company had a social event in San Diego last week where everybody got together for a few days, which was why it was great. Like I didn't have to worry about really work or anything. Um, we are already getting emails back this week of people being exposed and that being a COVID thing. So this latest variant is just ripping through. And I have this weird suspicion that it's not getting reported on as much because a lot of people are taking at-home tests okay. and just not reporting it to the CDC. And so it's just like nobody really knows what's happening, but it's happening. So, yeah, um, we were OK. Uh, it was miserable. Um, there were times that I was just in a fog uh, and coughing, but nothing severe. I felt bad. My youngest, when we like told him his face like dropped and and, and then after a minute, he was like, wait, you mean we're not going to die? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, you got the vaccine. This is why we have the vaccine. Like, we'll be okay. And he felt miserable for a day or two, and then he bounced back and was fine. But, uh, but yeah. So be careful out there, everybody. It's it's not. Um, yeah. I'm glad everyone's okay. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you can laugh about the whole thing now. 
Well, I'm, I'm sure your kids are laughing about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there was a lot of like, what do you guys want to do this week that happened last week? Um, want to order pizza? Of, Let's order pizza, guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> lots of like five guys and Chipotle and yeah, pizza. And yeah, there was a lot of that because we felt really bad about it. But um, but yeah, um, so that's what we did last week. Uh, Josh, I want to, I do want to talk. Um, so <laughs> since the last episode, we lost to Cincy, which I don't want to spend a ton of time on, um, in the open cup. Cause it feels like it was ages ago. That was a game that felt like the guys put out a decent effort, but it was against an MLS team. And in the end they were sort of hard done by some officiating calls and whatever. It's the open cup. You want to see us keep going. You see Detroit beat, you know, Columbus an extra time. And you're like, Oh, that could have been us. But again, Detroit was Detroit was home and yada, yada, yada. So that happened. And then we have a sellout game in the middle of April against Atlanta. And when four, nothing, you were there. Like this typically doesn't happen till like end of August type stuff. What was going on against Atlanta? It was just a fantastic day as far as weather goes. I feel like it was just a collimation of like that ticketing office had been on their game. They had uh, done some promotions for this game and like, really it just kind of all fell into place to be a sellout crowd. And like, yeah, contacted, I think <laughs> Tuffy was like, just all the smoke if we score just all the smoke like i wanted to, i want people to know across the city that the hounds are playing tonight so i was like all right Duffy, let's do this so bring out more smoke columns and <laughs> do you have so just like like, like, like a like a black and gold phone that just when it rings you know that you know that like, all the smoke got it got it yeah <laughs> so like it, it, yeah it was just like it, there was a buzz just because it was so busy and nice night and like it was a fun tailgate and yeah, that, that was a hell of a game. It was just fun. I mean, yeah. it hasn't been like that. It felt like a playoff as far as like crowd um, felt like, you know, the playoffs and especially since like, usually if we get a crowd like that, it is the playoffs or it's like 4th of July and like right. people are there because they're really there for the fireworks, but you know, <laughs> yeah. the game is just like a good afterthought, but this was all about the game. So it was really cool. Um, yeah. I had a blast and yeah. uh, hopefully we can do that again on, the seventh, although unfortunate for the Hounds, uh, Penguins playoff game, seven o'clock on the seventh, exact same time. So it's like, well, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> so word, we'll see. Word on the word on the street is the is the Penguins won't make it past the first round. So you know we only have to deal with that for. <laughs> few more weeks um i wish no ill will on the penguins i i, I wish no ill will on the penguins either i'm just i'm just passing along information that i've heard secondhand um no and i mean <laughs> what you hang out with like soothsayers who know how yeah i do yeah <laughs> i i hang out with you know whoever does malkin's pedicures and that's what they told me so he's like i'm gonna throw it but again that's right yeah. <laughs> he has a terrible hangnail that's right <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Tuffy came out on Twitter, had a bit of a chip on his shoulder and was like, you know, for all of those, you know, media outlets that don't want to cover us and like for everyone that said years ago that this couldn't be done, like here we are selling out in April and four nothing win and it's just the start. Let's go. And so um, I, 
think it's what you what you like to see, right? I mean, Tuffy have a chip on his shoulder. That doesn't sound <laughs> like Tuffy. I, I don't know about that. Like he's yeah. usually pretty level headed and, and cool and collect. Mr. Cucumber is what they call That's him. That's right. That's right. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm very interested to see how this translate in translates into this game this weekend against Birmingham. Um, you know, I like you said the the Pens are playing, but. If the team can, you know, average more sellouts than not the rest of the way, like that's fantastic. And Kev, you've talked about for years about like, let's fill the stadium to two thirds on average before we start talking about expanding. And yeah. Tuffy's talked about expansion and, um, you know, a lot of the guys in the team have talked about expansion. And now it's just like, let's show them why. Like, let's fill the stands and show them why. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I thought the Atlanta game, you know, I, it was, it was, it's like peak hounds, right? I mean, like full stadium, beautiful weather, you know, home. We played so well. Yeah. You know, we, we, we completely dominated the game. We looked very fluid, uh, scored four goals, scored four good goals. Um, just impressed with everyone on the field. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was I like I, short of winning, you know, a playoff game or a home playoff game or against it. I was gonna say against the big rival, but even at that, like this, this was just perfect. Like especially contrasted against what happened in Cincy, contrasted against the Vegas experience with like the bad camera angle and like the bad field and the loss in Vegas. When you come back. And you see Highmark and you see Highmark full. You see people enjoying themselves on the beautiful backdrop of the city and and us winning 4-0. You know, it's, you know, yeah, it was it was peak, like, Riverhound fandom. It was it was almost the perfect day. Well, it, it was the perfect day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, it was great. And for a lot of people at that game, I mean, they, they probably don't come to a lot of games, if any game before. And so like them seeing the Hounds dominate, they, they don't know yeah. MLS two team, you know, like they don't know that that Atlanta two is like one of, one of the worst teams in the league or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just just watching the Hounds score goal after goal after goal in a packed stadium like that's that's going to be something that's going to bring people back. And that's exactly what you want, especially with the nice weather that day. Um, and I will say this is one thing about the broadcast that's kind of makes me sad is like you can't really tell what's going on in the stadium from the broadcast because you can only see the skyline which is a great right. view for the broadcast uh broadcast but you can't really see the crowd and like i feel like they don't mic up the crowd that great in high mark so like you can't really hear the crowd that as much or like the steel army section that much so it kind of has a little bit quieter of a sound than some other broadcasts yeah no for sure is that something that the club can control or is that usl stuff I mean, they hire the club hires the camera crew and everything like that that shoots the game. So I mean, it is within their ability to right. like you know ask, but they don't shoot it themselves. So it's very much a uh, you know contract out. I think it's a really good point, though. I mean, I've I've heard people talk about that's one of the seemingly small but kind of important distinctions that has made the Premier League the dominant kind of entertainment content country for soccer amongst a lot of other things, but um, small things were like, they, they turn, I guess a lot of the other countries and maybe they're changing this now, but historically a lot of the other countries would point mics towards the field to catch player sounds, you know, someone hitting the ball or a tackle goes in. 
and the Premier League turns the mics around to face the crowd to get, you know, and, and sell that kind of crowd experience. And so, you know, yeah, I think it's it's seemingly maybe a small thing, but I think I think it's really important to to fully capture the yeah, the atmosphere of, of Highmark. Well, I mean, one of the things, you know, I, my wife hates watching sports on TV, but she loves going to Hounds games. And it's because of the atmosphere in the stands. And I think that could be said for most soccer games. I think there's a lot of people that hate watching soccer on TV, but love being there in person. So how do you best capture that and convey that? And maybe it is through just like have the Steel Army mic'd up the whole game. Um, you know, heck with what's going on in the field. I mean, a lot of people like to hear <laughs> Lily. Just like John. <laughs> put it on like a thing where they can like turn it down every once in a while when there's some stuff I happening. But, like turn it back like, up at other times. <laughs> hearing constant, like, you know, Steel Army might not be great. Yeah, like, it's just, a great idea. I, think I feel Josh like I'd be constantly just like vibrating, right? And like sometimes. Standpoint. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't want fines to happen. So like yeah, <laughs> every once in a while, like, but like, in, especially in situations like this where the, the stadium's full, um, like I know they have cameramen like actually on the field where they can do like ground level shots. Like just have one of the people with the cameras on the other side where they can actually shoot an angle that shows the grandstand so that way you can still see like, Oh wow, look, there's the whole stadium Uh, and not just the skyline, which I mean, obviously beautiful skyline. You want that to be the majority of the shots because it is uh, just nice to look at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the hound, yeah, I was gonna say the hounds, um, you know, have a really good night last Saturday night thinking that, okay, we got a lot of momentum. We're going to head off to Louisville. We're going to, you know, battle for the top two teams in the East. And then, like, we forgot to get off the bus. Or, I, like, I don't even know. So, the Hounds the hounds lose to Louisville 2-0. Um, it felt like from the start, Lily was trying to change things and make adjustments based on what Louisville was doing, swapping defender positions to try to keep up with speed coming down the sides. And I mean, overall, it just it seemed like the guys just didn't they didn't they didn't perform. And so I, I don't, is that too harsh of an assessment? I don't know. Kev, what, what did you think about this game? I mean, this was, I remember in the preseason, uh, the schedule comes out and we start kind of, you know, looking at schedule, identifying the big games, um, trying to predict how, you know, the the first part of the season is going to go. And I think, um, I can't, I mean, I I remember I kind of pointed it out and a few other people, I think, agreed with me. Sounds like I'm like patting myself on the back. I'm not, but uh, that like wouldn't be the first was, time. God, yeah, I know that Louisville was the the kind of you know the 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 kind of early season like finish line marker where this was going to be the game where everything kind of led up to, and this was going to be the first time that we felt we were going to be truly tested against you know, a, a club that knows how to manage itself, you know, a club that has done very well, a rival. And, you know, I've, I've said Louisville is our marker. Once we start beating Louisville a bit more regularly and finishing above Louisville season, season in and season out, then we know we would have had like cemented ourselves into this new place as a club, uh, as, as a premier club. We've done really well over the past few seasons with Lily um, but I think, yeah, 
kind of finishing above Louisville establishes us. And unfortunately, I mean, I, I would have, it would have been nice to see us go toe to toe and play the way we know we can against the likes of Atlanta and, you know, even Cincy really. Um, and yeah, it just didn't happen. So that it's really a really bad taste in the mouth because it, it, it could have been some, it could have like, it would have been so much like I take a loss. If we go, you know, toe to toe with them, put up chances and, and it's just a good game. That's, that's great. But um, you know, we, the, the way we give up the goal, uh, the first goal, you know, just a bad pass out from the keeper. And then even the second one, it's the, the keeper should probably be doing better. Um, and the guy just kind of puts his foot through it and essentially shoots it just like a foot, o- foot away from, from it kind of, it deflected, it deflected off wheat, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't fully disagree. So, you know, and, and then we just don't create a ton of chances. And so it's a shame. I mean, all of that being said, you know, going to Louisville in that stadium against that team, that's probably our hardest game of the season for me. Um, so to get out of there and kind of get that taste out of our mouth, hopefully that'll be, you know, good for us for the rest of the season. But um, no, we didn't play well. And I think that's the most frustrating thing. It, it, it's it becomes so much, so much more digestible if we play the way we know we can and still lose, that's fine. You know, but to just kind of give a wasted chance like that and kind of give them the psychological edge um, is, yeah, that's, that's not great. Josh, what do you think about it? Crap. I mean, it was just a bad game and it was a situation where, like I, I think about the Cincy game and how we perform against Cincy and like, do we think Cincy is better than Louis or do we think Louis is better than Cincy? Like by a lot, like I don't think they probably are. I think they're probably, you know, the point that I'm trying to make is like we showed up for that game and even though we lost, we looked great doing it <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it. It just, yeah. like, we, we, put up a fight in this game. It just felt like we fell apart and things just kept on falling apart throughout the whole game. I watched the first half live. Um, I actually was at a concert in like, it was like the opening acts stage AE outdoors. So it's just sitting there with my phone, <laughs> me and uh, another uh, steel army board member, Don was like just watching it on my phone uh, as like the, you know, first couple openers play. Uh, and it was just terrible. It's like, OK, we're done. We're <laughs> turning off the phone now, uh, you know, hang out at the concert and then came back the next day to watch the rest of the game. And, yeah, it's just like it's it did not get better. <laughs> yeah. And I know there's a lot of discussion. Steve, Steve brings up the point in chat. You know, this is our first loss in the regular season since 2017. You know, do we really care about the performance that much or is it about the end of season standings and advancing farther than them? I think. It, you know, there's a lot of like, we're looking at the standings too early. Like, does it really matter? And I think Kev, to your point for years, I mean, literally it's probably been the past four years. We've looked at Louisville as like this, this barometer, it's this litmus test of like, what kind of organization are we? And, um, you know, when, Louisville has gone through what two coaching changes I think since Lily got here. They've opened this new this new stadium. We beat them there last year. I get that. 
you would sort of expect some drop off. And as an organization, you know, we can do nothing but tip our caps to them. So you you want to see us show up and 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 give it our all. And I think that's where the frustration comes into play is that, Kev, to your point, if we went there and we played the best we possibly could and we still lost, I think you go, okay, great. Like it's, it's the Cincy thing. Like, okay, great. We left it all on the field. We still didn't measure it. Fine. But that wasn't the case here. Like guys just didn't show up. And for that, like, I, I don't, I don't know what you do about that. Like, you know, Lily's got to be furious, but part of me also, you know, we talked about just sort of the, the depth of this team and, you know, I'll, I, I'm not afraid to say it. You know, I'm, I'm the one early on that was like, I don't think this team's going to lose um, because of the depth on this team. I, I'm starting to see a drop off in some of the depth in, that we thought that we had. And I think there's some players that Lily fills the need to rotate in that aren't as good as some of the other players that we either have on the bench or, He's rotating in four. So let's go, Mike. Name names. <laughs> okay, so you know the past few games, it seems like Lily has pulled out <clears throat> Alex Dixon and put in Argudo, and they're two totally different players. When you're down yeah. two nothing and you need a creative spark to score some goals, I, taking off Alex Dixon, in my opinion, is the wrong move. I think the other call that uh, we were sort of discussing. Um, in our chat is is Biasi. I think that too many times Biasi tries to take on players when he shouldn't take on players and loses the ball. And over the past few weeks, Dos Santos has shown himself to be a more reliable option. And I just don't understand why we're making some of these some of these decisions. Go ahead. John. And this is this is where it comes to a situation with this season that I'm particularly noticing, where it's like. We don't know what's going on. Like, we don't know injuries. We don't know right. who, like, it feels like something's happening that we're just not privy to. Like, I, I can't imagine some of these calls are because he actually thinks that Lily actually thinks certain players, you know, don't deserve to make the bench. Cause I feel like players we think should be making the bench are not making the bench. And that, well, like, specifically Sims and yeah. Gambrot. Like two, two outside backs that Sims had two goals in the one open cup game and Dambrot was like all world when the season started and neither one of them were making the bench. So. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like it has to be that they're injured has to be like, I, I don't know why they would not be making the bench. So like if they're injured, cool, that's good to know, but we just don't know. And I seems weird to me that we don't know that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this is a tactic thing. Or at least I don't understand this tactic, um, if it is. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, the 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 uh, one of the other big talking points, the game was beyond reach at this point, but subbing in Dane Kelly, and it felt like five minutes later he gets a straight red. Like, I, I'm really hoping that the Hounds contest that and we get that pulled back because even on that the replays, happens. yeah, I, I'm just saying, even on the replays, the announcers are like, look how his hand comes over the top. His hand, his, his, the hand that came over the top missed the defender entirely, like didn't even touch him. So like, I don't, I don't know where the red comes from, honestly. Um, and like at that point, the red doesn't like 
for this game, I don't feel like it mattered. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man, we wouldn't have gotten that red. We yeah. would have been right. on yeah, a tear. No. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. It just It's just insult to injury at that point. It's like, really, this late in the game, giving a red for something as silly as that, as small right. as that, it's like barely a yellow, and you're giving a, a, a red for that. All right, whatever. Cool. This game sucks. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I felt like that was that was the that was my reaction at that point was like I wasn't about to stand up and shout about it because it was like we weren't going to get two goals back anyway. Yeah. So like it's it's just disappointing that it was it was Kelly. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like the you person know, it, we don't want to get a red, the person that we want to see in every single game gets yeah. that red. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kev, you no, mentioned I, sort of the keeper. Um, you know, I I think one of the other talking points for me at least is uh, you know Jamali Waite. I think that's three starts in a row now for him when, you know, Lily has really sort of looked at keeper rotation. And I think there's been a lot of discussion of like, who is the guy? And I think after his performance at Cincy, there was a lot of like, could he be the guy? And to, you know, be fair, he stopped. What was it? Two point blank shots at the end of the game to keep it, you know, at two, nothing instead of three or four, nothing. Um, but, you know, the the pass, the, the errant pass for the first goal was sloppy. And like I said, I, I give him a pass on the second goal um, because it, it did deflect off of uh, Shane Wheat, who I thought did not have a good game in this one either. But, yeah. I, I, I didn't see the deflection. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I thought he played really well against Cincy. Um, so, yeah, I'm not trying to say... For Louisville, because, yeah, I mean, those, like, that errant pass, you know, sometimes you just get in a groove, you get in a rhythm, and you're just kind of doing what feels right, and then that pass just goes out. And it's just a shame that they punish us so well for it. I think that's the thing. is he, He's he's front and center at, I was going to say the scene of the crime, but it's, it's a petty crime, but it's still a crime. <laughs> like you can't, you shouldn't be, I don't know that it's a bad, it's a bad pass and it ends up looking bad on you. So I'm, I, I look, I'm, I haven't been completely convinced by either keeper so far, silver, silver included, but um, I don't know. Maybe that's because I, I, I don't ever felt like either keeper hasn't won us a game yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I think there there have been times in the past where, you know, a keeper stands on their head and we get a draw because of it. But out of memory, I I'm, I'm, I can't recall anything that that's happened this season. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I I haven't been entirely attached to it, and so everything's been more focused on you know the the, the attacking side of the field. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of ambivalent towards the keeper situation at this point. Not ambivalent because it's incredibly important, but you know. Playing out of the back and then having it go directly into the goal is well, not directly, but pretty much because of you playing it poorly out of the back. That's man, I, I keep well, one, it sucks, obviously. And like, as a fan, you're just like, you know, head and hands just shaking and like, like, can't believe that happened, can't believe that it's such a, a weak type like of unforced error, essentially. And then also, though, as a player, I can't imagine trying to come back from that, trying to like, you know, not let you, you have to forget it and then keep on playing um, and getting those saves later on in the game, you know, is a good sign that he did was able to kind of like take it out of his mind and keep on playing. But yeah, that, and that second goal, I, I'm not blaming that one on him. I, th- I think that's a really good point though. I mean, I think 
in a, in a tough game like this where, you know, you could be excused for being nervous before the game, going away against a rival, a very good team, you know, bigger stadium. And so sometimes in those environments, you're just like, all right, let's get through the first 20. Let's get through the first 20 or 25. And if we just hang on, we can work our way into this game and kind of give ourselves a fighting chance. And when, and when, you know, if you get beat by a good play and something, okay, fine. But when you get beat like that, and you're just like, oh, crap. Well, and it just, I think it, it's easy for everyone just to get in the mindset of like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. Okay. And it's just, it's hard to come back from them in that, in that situation. Well, and I also think that based on what we've seen earlier this season, nobody was thinking like, oh, let's just go to Louis and hang on. Like, I think we were looking at this like we're averaging like three, four goals a game. Like, let's just go and like have at it and have a grunge match. And it's just it's weird, though. I mean, for me, I, I don't did Mike, is that is that how you I mean, so I'll just like for me going into this game, I think I had that mentality all the way up until like a half hour before the game. And I'm like, oh, crap, wait, it's Louisville. <laughs> and, and then, and but then no, I think I flood in of, of, you know, what, you know, what Louisville has meant to us in the past, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, I kind of had a different outlook on it. But did you have? Yeah, different? I mean, honestly, I felt good. Look, looking back the during the first five games of the season, we averaged 2.4 goals per game. So like. I, my thought is, is like, sure, Louisville's going to score on us. Absolutely. But like, we're going to put some away. And so to come away with nothing, it's like, like, oh, like the past three games, we had two shutouts against us. Um, and then we had Atlanta that had four. So like that sort of pads our numbers a bit. But I, yeah, I, I was not expecting just like nothing. I mean, I think the only shot we had on target was... Um, uh, what Dixon's little like walk the sideline and rip it right at uh, um, Kyle Morton, who just parried it away. Like that's that's pretty much it. And we have guys that you could tell we're trying to stand up. Like Ciceroni, when things aren't going well, Ciceroni tries to stand on his head and just try to make stuff happen himself. But like, it's not gonna it's not gonna do it, especially against the Louisville. So yeah, I mean, regular season Louisville doesn't scare me. Playoff season uh, Louisville. That's that's what we have to worry about. So I, I wasn't going into this game thinking like, oh, man, we, we're going to barely hold on. I was at thinking, you know, uh, we might get a draw, but it's going to be a tough game and it's going to be fun to watch. And it yeah. was neither. Of those it was things. neither. It was terrible to watch. So my conundrum at this point is, is there a lot else that we should really try to dissect from this game? Or do we just sort of chalk it up to like the guys didn't show up? And we just sort of move on to the next game and sort of see what happens. I, I don't see this as being a trend per se after what we saw against Cincy Vegas was a bit of a conundrum um, because of just everything we've talked about related to Vegas. And then, you know, clearly we show up against Atlanta. It's Atlanta, but like, you know, it will be interesting. We're only eight games in, so we're not technically looking at the standings yet, but um, it will be interesting to start to see how the Hounds do against teams that are sort of in a playoff-ish position after 10 games. Um, but right now, the difference between third and eighth is three points. So, like, you can't even put much weight into that. So, oh, yeah, is we there can any look at the standings any, now? No, no, we no, can't. Not yet. Stop. It's not yet. Um, not yet. Ten games. Not until we get to ten games. We're only at eight. There are some teams that are at nine. Just wait. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's looking at standings right now. I'm yeah, sure. I was going to say. Sounds like <laughs> um, 
So is there, I mean, is there anything else that we want to talk about as it relates to this game or anything else that we think that we can take away from this game other than it was just like the guys didn't show up. It was a crappy night. Let's turn the page and focus on Birmingham and see how many points we can get the next few. I think you can, like, I'm more interested in what Bob's going to take away from this game. Like, I don't really think me, like, I, there's not much more I can take away from this game, but I'm really <laughs> curious what he is taking away from this and figuring out what to do to make sure this doesn't happen again and to, like, kind of learn from this, uh, have this team learn from it. Because I'm, I'm really curious because I do feel like there's, you know, has to be a wake-up call. It has to be, you know, kind of like uh, just a, something that they can do out of this game and, and realize their faults and realize where they need work. Because I don't want to think of this as a one-off, like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It happens. Like, no, this is was a big deal game, and we should have taken it as such, and it felt like the players didn't. Or if they did and they weren't able to perform, that's a bigger issue. So, I will say my one my one bright spot and one shout out will be Danny Griffin. Um, I thought that he had a pretty decent game. There were a couple of moments that I tweeted about specifically where you could see him thinking ahead of the play and moving into positions to make the next play, which is the kind of thing you want to see guys do. And then at the end of the game, Lily moved him back to, what was it, right back? And like he played right back and like covered and did everything he needed. I mean, there's nothing but a bright future for Danny Griffin. Um, it's just a shame that, you know, nothing else really sort of came off. So, yeah, I mean, his his engine is pretty crazy. I mean, I, I remember watching the Cincy game and you're like 115 minutes in and he's still closing down people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he plays every minute of every game, you know, in the yeah. season. Um no, I, I agree with Josh. I think it's so attractive to just say, ah, we didn't show up and let's move past it. But, you know, everyone, I think everyone knew what this game was. It was an important test to see how good we really are. And, you know, we yeah, we didn't show up. And, and even if you don't, on some level... Yeah, I mean, we're reading into a lot of things here. I mean, I'm reading into a lot of things here. I'm speculating a lot here. On some level, it would have been almost better if we were just kind of outplayed. Um, and there were just a few structural things that we can work on as far as formation and pressing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, to just kind of play the way we did, um, you know, I don't know if that's more of a mental thing that needs to be worked on across the dressing room about, you know, being champions and just know, you know, and playing like it. And, you know, and so, you know, I, but yeah, it was, a, it was a, a very disappointing um, moment in the season so far that I I'm, I'm, you know, not by no means is this like baby out with the bathwater kind of stuff. Um, I think we still have, you know, we're a very good team. I think the season still is very bright for us. Um, and a lot of really good things can and most likely will come from this season. But this, you know, this was the game to to kind of check everything against. And, and we came up short and, you know, there needs to be an understanding of how and why that happened and, and try to fix it pretty quickly. Yeah, agreed. All right, well... 
that's what we think about this game. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, we we constantly mention now that there's a lots of other outlets to hear what other people think as well. So if you don't agree with us, go check out Houndsy. Go check out um, you know the UK Hounds podcast. Uh, lots of great coverage out there. Um, and I'll be interested to hear what those guys think as well. I want to listen in and, and get their thoughts. But um, turning the page a bit, the Hounds are back home this weekend on Saturday. Birmingham come to town 7 p.m. Um, obviously, I think we're hoping for a similar turnout and experience as we had against Atlanta. That would be huge. Another sellout. But as Josh mentioned, Penn's playoffs. So we'll see. Um, a little bit about Birmingham. This is not the Birmingham of, of last year, at least not early stages. So they started the season 1-3-2. and two. Now they've won their last two games against Loudon and the Battery. But those two teams have a combined three wins between them after eight games. So those are not good teams at this point. Um, so not a lot of great things that can be said about Birmingham. They do have Ryan James. They do have Tommy V. This was the the matchup that I think we were hoping for to start the playoffs last year. And then the team got COVID and we did, just couldn't play. Do they still have Nico? Did... No, Nico they do Brent. not. Nico, Nico's out west uh, with uh, New Mexico. He was with, I, I want to say he was with New Mexico last year, but he's with no, Nico. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't have Nico, but. They have Juan Agadello, who they just recently signed. Juan Agadello is a former U.S. men's national team player. He played with, I believe it was the Red Bulls, one team for years. Um, I was a big fan of his. Uh, the guy can move. Now, I haven't seen him in the past probably five or six years, so I don't know what sort of happened and how he's ended up in the USL, but he's a good player, um, and he's a good attacker. So the team does play, or not us, Birmingham play midweek uh, against Miami. So that'll be one thing to keep an eye on. They're going to be coming to us slightly tired. So that's a positive for us. Hopefully, you know, another route for us would be good. But um, I mean, what Josh, what are you what are you hoping for in this one? I mean, a win. I, I feel like we have to bounce back. We have to show up for the home crowd, um, kind of build off the success that we had against Atlanta uh, and just show up and, you know, show that the Louisville game isn't going to define us is going to, you know, be a paradigm shift for this team that it's just a bump in the road and not a trend. So yeah, show up. This is a team that we can win against. It's, this is a winnable game. Um, I am curious about Agudelo, but uh, at the same time, like looking at his stats from like more recently, not that great. Uh, I mean, inter Miami in 2020 and then, Minnesota United, and now the Legion, and like three goals out of about 20, 30 games. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not too worried about him, uh, but it will be interesting to see how he is now um, playing in ULS, uh, USL. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Kev, do you have any anything you're looking for in particular after sort of what happened at Louisville? back against, you know, back at Highmark Stadium against Birmingham? No, I mean, Josh's point of bouncing back, I think, is really important. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard, you know, retired soccer players talk about how important it is to, yeah, bounce back after a loss. And not only to kind of set your mind straight, but to, to kind of get momentum back on your side. Um, 
you know, I've, I've, I've heard people who, you know, people who are on teams that eventually go and challenge for, for titles or whatever, and stressing the importance of when you lose, you have to win the next game. You can't, you can't lose two in a row. Um, and, and, you know, that next game is just vital. And so, uh, I mean, it's a big game and, uh, you know, luckily, luckily it's at Highmark and, you know, Steve brought up the, the good point of, um, you know, we're pretty good at home. <laughs> we have some issues on the road, uh, which could be an interesting topic to, t- to talk about eventually. But, um, but yeah, no, so I, I, it's a, it's an important game to bounce back. Uh, I think we, we showed the capability to do so, um, when we played, you know, Cincy and then, and then played very well against Atlanta, um, against a long game away game, you know, so, we have it in us. Um, you know, we finally get the Birmingham game we've been wanting <laughs> and, uh, I mean, not really, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it'll be an important game. Yeah. Agreed. I don't, I don't really have anything else to add. I think it's, it's going to be a, a good fun night. Um, unfortunately, like we said, it's opposite of Penn's game. So hopefully that doesn't impact the crowd too much. Um, but I'm really I'm lo- looking forward to seeing, Oh, hopefully seeing Ryan James and, funky zeal i mean yeah. those are two players that like <laughs> josh those are two <laughs> players those are two players that like i you know yeah i i like them as as house players so uh i mean yeah look don't get me wrong i hope Rivera or whoever like clatters into them in the first five minutes but you know <laughs> yeah 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 my my shaking the head no is i'm just not excited to see them playing against us i never am like I, those are <laughs> Like you said, two great players that I, yeah. you know, know how good they can be and uh, yeah. do not wish to play against. Yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, it should be a good game. I'm I'm predicting a win as well. I think we have to bounce back. Um, you know, we have a bit of an interesting stretch coming up. So we have Birmingham at home, and then we have El Paso comes to home. And then after that, we hit the road. We, we play the Florida teams. We play the Rowdies and Miami to close out May before coming back and playing Detroit um, in June. So the next four games are going to be very interesting. Birmingham might be the weakest team out of those four. So if we don't get a win here, um, you know, I think we, we got some, some worrying to do. So I think the guys bounce back. I think they get a win here. And then I think we turn and set our sights on, on El Paso next week. We go from there. Um, I think it's an interesting point. I was going to say it's an interesting point of the season where I think historically, fine, let's say after ten games, but you know it's been this is this is when we usually turn it on, and so you know it's been a different it's been different so far this season because it felt like you know up until the Louisville game, you know we had where we hit the ground running. Um, so historically speaking. You know, this is where we go on a run. So let's uh, let's see what happens. Agreed. Anybody predicting anything but a win here? There's no. there's literally zero movement on camera. So everyone here is predicting. We all froze. Yeah, yeah, like I, I actually, I, I don't know if you did the same, but I kind of just shifted my gaze to Kevin's camera, waiting for him to say something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean. You know, I think I've been realistic in the past when I felt like, it, well, no, I'm, I, 
I'm, I try to be realistic all the time and I, I try to call out draws or, you know, potential losses when I see them. And I genuinely, I think this, this will be a good game for us. Awesome. Well, that is what we think. Let us know what you think. Gentlemen, anything else um, for this episode? Before we Happy birthday, Bob Lilly. Happy birthday, Bob. I felt like like maybe we should sing, but like I'm not going to sing. No, nah, we're good. Like, we're good. We're right. we're I don't sing. think Bob would like that. <laughs> Bob would be like, why would you do that? Like, don't, don't do that. Podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew how to turn a podcast on, it would be podcast <laughs> <off>. <laughs> Truth. It's funny. But yes, happy birthday, Bob Lilly. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, thank you everybody for, for joining us, uh, live tonight. For those of you who joined us live, thanks for everybody who joined us on the podcast. As always, we appreciate the support. Um, and you know, let's we, go home. What? We should, we should really do what? Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, go ahead. I saying, we should really just do the numbers on this. Every time we lose, we, I'm sure we average about 10 minutes shorter of an episode. Every time we win. <laughs> I feel like every time we win, we could, we easily do an hour. And now it's like, yeah, we're good. We have nothing listen, to say. Listen, to be fair, when we started the show, I think Josh was like, we'll just spend 30 minutes talking about Disney. And you and I kept like, well. <laughs> I thought that was going to pad the show a lot more. <laughs> I did not know you guys did not go to Disney. And so now I'm just like, well, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Girl Talk. I didn't talk about that concert for a little bit, I guess. But uh, yeah, it was a DJ concert. What do you, he pushed play on his, on his, you know, <laughs> set and then danced around on the stage with a bunch of people that, that's pretty much it <laughs> i mean there is something there about you know do we just do a, a, a worse job analyzing losses or do we just not kev i do think that there's some i, think I don't, do. don't want to spend more time on this than we really need to but it, <laughs> there's there's the old adage kev that i think you were the first one to point out and that's like whenever we lose lily's always really complimentary to the guys and whenever we win he's always a bit more critical and i think we tend to fall into the same tropes where it's just like we lose and we're like, well, it was a bad day. Like we're not going to nitpick specific little things. The guys will turn around and they'll fix it. And when we win, we're like, yeah, that was great. But what about this one thing? We'd like to see that be better. And there's been a lot of that critical type talk so far this season. Um, It hasn't all been just like patting ourselves on the back. So yeah, you don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too low. You want to stay a bit even keel and, I think that's kind of. I think you're probably right. I mean, I I think, you know, we have the space to explore that differently because we're not, you know, we don't, we're not talking to players. We're not talking, you know, it's not our job to to coach them. But no, I think naturally, yeah, we probably have those human tendencies to to probably feel that way for sure. Yeah. I mean, we could totally fill time. I think one of the tropes that you're like, don't do it. Are there more wheels or doors in the world, Kev? What? You heard this You're like one? at least two months late on this trend. I know. I'm totally late on this. But that, that was the first thing that came to mind. Have you heard this? No. I don't really want to talk about I, it. I can't Please. imagine Kevin being the type of person who's like on TikTok or Twitter and being like checking out the new trends. No. <laughs> I heard this on an Aston Villa podcast. But the question is, is are there more doors or wheels in the world? 
we're not doing this, are we? Are we doing <laughs> no, this? we're not. Okay. Think about it and let us know what you think. Are there more wheels and doors <laughs> in the world? Not that we anybody really cares. We're just filling time at this point because, you know, whatever. This is your weekly reminder of the Black Lives Matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head to bgn.fm, click the donate button to help us cover our expenses, and thank you for your support. Otherwise, Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.